This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9 presents Absolutely Everybody. Sponsored by and presented by Anecto, the People Network. Absolutely everybody, only on Joy 94.9. There are films to take your mother, your brother, your sister and lovers too. And after 17 years of wearing out God knows how many fast forward buttons on her remote and living on popcorn for three months of the year, Lisa Daniels, the 2015 festival director, is having her last festival as artistic director. Uh, Today, we're lucky enough to have her in the studio. Welcome. Afternoon. I was about to say morning. Morning, afternoon. afternoon. Just afternoon. Just afternoon. But you've been working around the clock, really, haven't you? Yeah, it's all gone a bit nuts. I mean, you'd think after 16 festivals it would get easier, but for some reason Mm. this one's really tough. We've had some challenges with staff, resources, money, all that sort of stuff. But we're getting there. We're getting getting there. there. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. I can guarantee that. It's just about the lives you lose along the way. That's right. There's uh, just two of us left in the office clinging on to uh, the end of it. Goodness. Like an out-of-control train. Which answers one of the questions I was going to ask, which is about how many people it usually takes to put on the film festival as opposed to how many you have currently. Uh, Look, we're not much smaller than Frameline. We're only about sort of ten, five sessions smaller than Frameline, which is the San Francisco Queer Film Festival, which Mm. is like the Cannes of queer cinema. Massive festival. Yeah. They have something like, during the festival, they have something like 20 full-time staff. Wow. And during the year, they have about eight full-time staff. We have... Uh, we have at the moment five part-time staff, and one of those only works one day a week as a finance person. One works two days a week. Yeah, and Claire right. and I, the f- operations manager, and myself, festival director, work right. the rest of it. Apparently right. part-time. Seven days a week. <laughs> Apparently it's part-time job. No one told me that. Uh, yep. <laughs> so we're so under-resourced. Wow. But we've had some really off- uh, generous offers from volunteers and interns and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So there's... Help get things you know, through. But then you've got the problem of, you know, we don't have enough computers. People have to bring in their laptops <laughs> and literally working on their laps. It's crazy. Oh, my God. But it's Lord. fun. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yes, swap it, it's would the you? last one. And it's the last one. Hey. Bittersweet. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'll really miss it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, even though this is really tough and it's kind of stressful, yeah. it's, you know. It's all part of it. Yeah, I'll be, it has been very quickly and... and uh, you know, I'll miss the cut and thrust of festivals. I mean, it's yeah. anyone that's worked in events or not for profits. You know, it's hard work, and it's mm. you know just the lack of money and resources just is, is just relentless. So yeah, I'll, I'll miss it. Yeah, yeah really it makes will. you innovative at the end of the day, though. Yeah, yeah, you have to invent things and you know borrow pens or steal things and you know all that sort of stuff. <laughs> not that I'm advocating breaking the law, but we do it a lot <laughs> in our office. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the moment, sounds really crazy, but what's the year like? How does the year pan out? Talk us through your average year as the... Well, 16 years ago, you'd sort of get about three months off in the middle and you'd have to go and get another job while you were, you know, trying to pay your rent. But now it's just right through. Like, I, I, you know, even though I'm finishing at the end of May, I've already got a 2016 database of films going. I'm already talking to people about 2016 on behalf of whoever takes the role. Mm. Uh, so it really doesn't stop. So you might get sort of four weeks off in July, maybe, or, you know, June, I would normally go to the San Francisco Queer Film Festival anyway. So there's just not a lot of downtime at all anymore. Like it's, you know, after the festival, there's lots of reports and acquittals and funding things and um, 
you know, planning for the following year, and then you're straight into watching films again. We watch films for at least sort of six, seven months of the year, so it doesn't seem to end. Wow. And you, um, you've got a heap of films. I mean, th- would you say that the, the applications for films have increased? Or oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Even last year we had about 650 submissions. This year we had 1,200. Wow. Which is a massive drop in one, a uh, massive increase yeah. in one year. I mean, it's double. So, uh, look, that, you know, I can explain that by, you know, you can, rather than sending a VHS tape, which is what you used to do, or a DVD, you can now just send me a link or you can just, uh, yeah, wow. you know, use an online software submission package and it's really easy, easy, easy to sub- submit. So we get a lot of great quality films, more quality films, but we also get a lot of rubbish. So you're you just waiting through. Yeah, yeah, I watch it all and I send anything that I might have a few doubts to to the, the selection panel. So they probably see about 80 films and I watch the 1,200. So, wow. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's easier to make a film technology-wise, but it's it's still... Uh, Does it's, everyone need that technology in their hands? No, because it's very easy to make a bad film. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. You there's a lot of bad stuff, but there's a lot of good stuff. So, you know, the the benefit for us is that everything that's in the festival deserves to be there. Yeah. Are uh, you getting more quality? I yeah, guess we have. That the, there was probably about 50 that I really would have liked to have put in. Mostly shorts, probably probably 10 or so features that I would have loved to include. We just couldn't fit it in. Like, we yeah. can't afford to go any bigger. We don't have the resources. We, don't, we couldn't pay the venue high. We couldn't sure. pay the rental, the film rental. So, yeah, there was a lot of really good shorts that I would have loved to have put in that, you know, yeah. sort of handballed 2016. But then they'll get 1,200 submissions again or whatever and, and you know. Wow. So, what is the criteria to get a film in the film festival? Obviously, it has to have a queer sensibility. And I know that's kind of hard to pin down, but... Um, um, you know, look, it can't be the lesbian character can't be someone's cousin who works in a deli or something. Like they have to be the queer character has to be front and center in the narrative. Like you know, the main character, the main protagonist. So, um, not yeah, just an, it's not just an extra. No, not just someone walking down the street or something. So uh, yeah, yeah, they have to be front and center. And what kind of queer? Like I'm asking this because as a poet, I'm the. Um, I have a, a series of poems in the Australian Women's Anthology of Erotic Poetry this year, and it's the first ever time we have an explicitly queer poetry person in there. And they're kind of like, oh, it was kind of queer because we had, like, queering of sex or BDSM or whatever the hell, which, you know, for me is like, oh, it's queer, but is it really? It's not a queer character. What what does queer mean for queer front and centre? Well, it's just such a huge gamut of, you know, the GLBTIQ, blah, 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 alphabet. But, mm. you know, queerness is is a lot about sensibility and it's a lot about how you want to present yourself and how you identify. So, it, look, it's a really vague term and that's why we use it. Like we get, You know, we get some sort of older members of our community saying, I don't like the word queer, I want to use poof or gay or whatever, but it's just so easy to be so encompassing with a broad term like queer so you know it could be anything from a you know someone who's a sort of genderqueer focused or person to someone who's just out and gay and you know it's that whole gamut of stuff so Mm -hmm. I mean look it's a really uh, eclectic audience that we have just because you are queer it doesn't mean you like certain things Mm -hmm. just because you're lesbian doesn't mean you like Melissa Etheridge or gay you like (laughs) highly so you know there is no community really let's be honest what is this queer community it doesn't exist how Um, do you measure it yeah you can't measure it we don't live in the same suburbs you know we're just as diverse as any other we don't live in the same suburbs although there's a lot in Point Cook I will really point out yeah yeah, right. A lot of queers in Point Cook, so good on Point Cook. Mm, yeah, good on So them. maybe we'll move the festival to there. <laughs> well, a little cinema. Uh, yeah. 
So, you know, we're in pockets, yes, but, you know, we're all over the place. When I look at the, you know, I do a postcode search, I'm so excited about where we all live. We live all over the place. Yeah, Whereas, fantastic. you know, in cities like San Francisco, there's just these pockets of, of queerness, although they all have to move off. You know, San Francisco into Oakland now because they can't afford it. Because um, it's become too expensive yeah, in, the, too, in yeah. the village. Yeah, yeah, the village yeah. is too expensive. And you've got to so, turn the music down because all, yes. all the old uh, pops right. and dykes who yeah, used to right. party there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're widespread and we don't tick the same boxes. Ah, which, which leads to the regional and rural stuff. For people who can't get to the Queer Film Festival, mm. either expense or just, you know, the distance for them yeah. and, and, you know, life's happening. Yeah. What are other ways? Is there are there other queer accessible kind yep, of? Yeah, the the main one we do is Bendigo, which is in April. I have to check the website. I should know off the top of my head, yeah. but uh, we do that in sort of I think it's mid April. We do like a best of highlights uh, down there, up there. Fantastic. Is it down or up? Up. And, uh, you know, I've been doing that for about, I think it's about 12 years now. So, you know, that sort of creeps along. It's doing really well. And, uh, you know, people really appreciate it. And they come from all over the place. So they come from Swan Hill and Ballarat and, you know, Dalesford and all, all, you know, all around the place. So when can they start booking for that festival? That's not until... Yeah, I think it's it's probably just after ours, actually. Okay. But if you check our website, we've got details about that on there. Oh, fantastic. BQFF.com.au, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Bendigo, if you're out Bendigo Way, then, Mm. or it's around. It's a fun weekend. Yeah. You know, they do an opening night and then, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They usually have an art show. They do all sorts of other, you know, associated events and it's really good fun. So take the Tuesday off and just do the weekend. Yes. Yeah. By train. Nice. Yes. No, it's lovely. Yeah. Whole thing. I can go to the Lavender Farm too at Dalesford. Oh, there you go. Really? I didn't (laughs) even know they had one. Now there's a queer sensibility (laughs) if ever I heard one. (laughs) (laughs) Never even thought of that. (laughs) Um, Any films, what films would you promote uh, to allies and organisations wanting to be more inclusive? Uh, God, that's a tough one. I mean, anything really. But, yeah. you know, if, if I want to push my own barrow in terms of what yeah. I would really like people to go and see, it's Anita's Last Cha-Cha, which is one of our centrepiece films. It's a Filipino lesbian coming out film about a lesbian who's about 12. Her brother's ex-girlfriend comes back to town and, you know, she's clearly going to crush on the ex-girlfriend. And there's fant- it's funny and touching and... Mm. It's just the child actors are hilarious and uh, it's just incredibly well done and I beg people to just give that a crack. If you're going to see a few films, put that on your list. Yeah. You'll thank, you can thank me later. <laughs> well, one of the things I've noticed looking through the guide is that it's not all white, gay, gay no, male no. films. Thank goodness. <laughs> no. I mean, that's the benefit of, of again being able to make films in terms of technology is that we're getting films from all over the world. Like, you know, when I first started 16 years ago, there was a lot of stuff from America and there still is a lot of stuff from America. And, you know, white males make mm. films. They have more money. They have more access to resources and all that sort of stuff. That's mm. just the way patriarchal society is. So, yeah. But I'm going to bring up something we spoke about the other, like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. At the She Speaks Forum for Midsummer, you said um, that lesbians make crap films because they perpetuate the stereotypes of what is a lesbian rather than reflect the true diversity of lesbianism. I don't know if I use quite that, those words. <laughs> well, that's how it entered into my probably, mind. Probably what I meant to say is that I get frustrated by the, the yeah. poor quality of a lot of lesbian films. There's some fantastic lesbian films, let's mm. be honest, but there's not yeah. as many fantastic lesbian films as there is gay films. Trans films are kind of, trans-themed films are tra- sort of overtaking lesbian films. Yeah. Um, the lesbians seem to have been stuck in the themes of, you know, breakups and IVF failures and, uh, you yeah. know, cheating and two-timing and health issues. Lots of There's lots of cancer deaths in lesbian films. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know why, but there is. Yeah. Someone's got to do a yeah. thesis on that somewhere. Yes. 
Maybe yeah. that's what I'll do in my retirement. Yeah. I a really, PhD, yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, there's plenty. I've got plenty of resources. I really hate the, um, you know, the schoolgirl, school teacher uh, kind of... Older crush. That. I haven't yeah. seen that for a while, actually. Yeah, um, yeah the older crush. But, yeah, there's been a lot of cancer deaths and challenges and that sort of thing. Mm. But, you know, there is good stuff. It's You've just got to really search for it, whereas the gay stuff just pours in and you're yeah. just sort of picking yeah. through some great stuff. But and you would link that to the ability to access resources, money. Absolutely. Yeah, it's men and money. I think I've said that before. You know, men have access to money and Mm -hmm. they have more privilege than lesbian filmmakers. Uh, Lesbians have less access to disposable income, so they buy less, they attend the festival less. It's just the way life is. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a good uh, story about a distributor in Melbourne who uh, was bringing out lots of gay DVDs, you know, 10 years ago or so, and I convinced her into bringing out this lesbian film that was really funny and fun and she bought it out and, and released a DVD and it sold nothing. So wow. she and she just never did tried it again. Because and how do you recoup? Well, they don't. She lost a lot of money on it mm. and uh, could never get it back because you know the women weren't buying it. But it's not the women's fault necessarily. No, it's just getting the message out and also them being able to afford twenty five dollars for a DVD. Yeah, and hopefully we can get to a point where because I know that I go and see a plethora of mm. different types of film. It'd be really great to see um, more more men go along mm. to to lesbian films yeah. as well and um, and trans and intersex and all sorts of people to go along and see lesbian yeah. films that it's not yeah. just about lesbians. Yeah, the girls are really good actually. They'll go and see trans stuff and, and guy stuff and all that sort of stuff. Mm. There is there is a dedicated bunch of gays that will go and see a lot of lesbian films yeah, at, at the MTFF. Not many, but there's there's a few and, and they usually come out going, oh wow, that was great, I had no idea. Or they come out and they go, oh you poor things. Yeah. That was really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stick around just for a sure. little bit longer? Yep. Absolutely everybody. A show for Absolutely everybody on Joy 94.9. Well, if you haven't been um, in Melbourne for the Queer Film Festival previously, you have an opportunity to come along. Whether you're gay, straight or otherwise, uh, you can come to the Queer Film Festival. There is so much stuff that is going to be um, screened this year, whether you like a short film, a long film, or just an afternoon at the movies. Um, It's in the city and it's easy to get to by public transport. And luckily, we have... um, Lisa Daniel, the festival director of 17 years with us. And this is her last festival as festival director. And so we've been asking her a whole heap of questions about the festival itself and what it takes to put on and all those sorts of things. And uh, with me is the gorgeous Lana Wolf. Thank you very much. Um, what I'm really interested in is what is the importance of a queer film festival? What does it bring to our community? Um, look, the basic thing would be entertainment. Uh, I've had a lot of questions, you know, why do we still need a queer film festival? Mm. Because we're close to marriage equality, apparently. Uh, You know, we have Modern Family on Sunday night, so we have queers on the television, two men. Uh, You know, we get get a lot of that. But, you know, people don't ask why we need the St Kilda Film Festival, do they? Or, no, or the true. Greek Film Festival, yeah. or the you know, we just or we just want to have it. Well, well I don't go to those festivals. <laughs> well, why shouldn't we have it? We, we want <laughs> yeah. it. But it, look, it is important. We still don't have equality. Obviously, yeah. it's important. Mm. Um, it's important just as a social thing. Like it's one of the few things where the entire queer film, or the queer community, can get together. It's not a gay bar. Mm. It's not a nightclub. It's not a lesbian bar or a lesbian day. Whatever. Mm. It's one of the. It's probably that and carnival are the two things where the entire, like you know, the gays and lesbians can come and meet before in the festival lounge, go and see a film together or whatever. It's one of those absolutely inclusive things. It's also one of the things where we get a lot of people that don't do anything queer, don't even know that joy exists, don't know about the queer papers. They don't know, even, might not even know about Midsummer, and they ring the office in February and they say, "When's the queer film festival this year?" And they come from Carnegie or wherever they come from, yep. 
And that's it's, it's the one sort of non-threatening event they can go to where they might see you know reflections mm. of themselves mm. on the screen. So um, still yes. vitally important, I think. For me, it's not about it's not got anything to do with queer equality or lesbian equality or adoption rights or marriage, whatever. It's about connecting with my community. Mm. And in a really, in, as you said, in a way in which it's not bars or I'm not really a bar person. I'm in yep. bed with a book by nine. But, um, you know, a really nice space where, mm. I, you know, friends of mine and I can get together and go and see a couple of films in which reflects more closely what our lives look like. Yeah. Yeah, or you might just go and see something that is nothing like your life. Yeah. Like you might go and yeah. see a documentary on queers in Uganda or something just yeah. to, you know, get yourself educated and think, wow, I'm pretty lucky here in Melbourne. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, a, there's all sorts of things yeah. that you might... Or you might want to go and see something that reflects your own life, like, yeah. you know, your dating sagas or something like mm. that, or comedies or just something that's mm. fun. It's not expensive. 1950 for a film is... You know, it's pretty cheap. We're not, you know, we're not sending you off for, to the torture chamber or something. We're just telling you to sit, come and sit down, have some, have, have a, a drink, and watch yeah. a fun film. So. Yeah, and and I love the fact that there's so much diversity in the selections too. You mm. can go along, you can see a comedy, you can see yeah. some, if you want to go and see something political and uh, or something health related. Um, there's, you know, there's a whole range of different things. The other thing that. I think that uh, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival actually is a great practice of social inclusion. Mm. It's it, Lots of people talk about social inclusion and Melbourne Queer Film Festival actually does it. You can actually get into the place, into the locations, enjoy with everyone else on an equal footing um, a place to be if you're in a wheelchair, if you have difficulty uh, walking, speaking, engaging. There are people there that will make your experience equitable and um, you don't have to be isolated at home and no matter what age you are what ethnicity what religion you come from it truly is an inclusive environment and yep. I think it, there's very few spaces where I can say that that's the case that yeah that's true and it's something we've worked really hard on both uh, just for the festival environment in terms of where we screen mm. uh, and also just with what we put on the screen we, we want to try and be as uh, eclectic as possible and cover as many things as possible the really fun thing I like to, to do is look at the audience surveys after the festival and uh, people will see, we, we ask what sort of films they like yeah. and they'll say things like we love outhouse and we love experimental and we love foreign language films we don't like comedy well I'm telling you liar liar pants on fire <laughs> we sell enormous amounts of tickets to comedy and nothing much yeah. at all right. to experimental or outhouse so you're basically saying queer folk are a <laughs> bunch of wankers <laughs> like, like just, to think that they're very highbrow and in actual fact they like to go and have a good laugh yeah exactly I mean one of the best selling <laughs> films in the festival at the moment is it's called The Ten Year Plan, which is a fun American fluffy boys comedy. Yeah, right. But at the same time, we're also selling enormous amounts of tickets to a film called Four Moons, which is a... Um Latin American film, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's a really entertaining film, but, you know, it's not something that we would have sold much at all yeah, a right. few years ago. So, you know, I think I felt like my work was done about six years ago when a foreign language film called Plan B, which was Ar- Argentinian, won audience choice for best feature. Yeah. I thought, right, I can leave now, but I've stayed around a bit longer. <laughs> so, you know, I did get in trouble a few years ago for, for screening a Korean film on opening night and people round, roundly shouted at me because they don't like to read stuff. Oh, they didn't and, like to uh, read? Yeah, I don't like reading. They, they, they couldn't be bothered. 
excellent reading. I love reading, especially on the screen. So anyway, this year I, I don't really need to be diplomatic, so I'm opening, closing and two centrepieces, all foreign language. Fantastic. So I'm awesome. apologising out front. You're going to have to have a level of literacy to get through it. Well, we're trying to get them on World Wide Wave because I'm one of the World Wide Wave people. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now, with Australian filmmakers, you yep. would have your head around, you know, some of the great Australian films you've been able to incorporate yep. in, in the film festival, but also just generally, who, who are some of the, the names and the pieces that we should be looking out for to There's support our own? really talented people out there. Um, Louise Wadley's got a new film called All About E. She's been working on for years. Uh, Dean Francis has got a film in the festival this year called Drown, which oh, is a really yes. interesting film. Uh, Grant Shikaluna is in uh, post-production on his first feature. He's won several awards at the Queer Film Festival. It's a guy called Craig Borum who's uh, probably getting close to post-production on his film, his first feature. He's had heaps yeah. of shorts in the festival. So that's one of the other fun things is seeing people who have made some really high-quality shorts mm. finally get the funding after 10, 15 years <sighs> to make a feature. So, look, there's a lot of really talented people in Australia. And, you know, apologies for anyone who, who I've forgotten. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. But getting sort of uh, good funding is pretty tough. Yeah, and how are people getting funding for, you know, for some of these? Quite a bit of crowdfunding going on now. Yeah. Like Craig's, Craig Borum's new film was pretty much crowdfunded. Grant's was crowdfunded. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that sort of helps a lot. Because yeah. uh, it's not cheap to put on a feature film. I mean, it, it takes... Hundreds of thousands of dollars to, yeah. to, to do a proper film, not something you make on an iPhone on the weekend. Like, yeah. you know, post-production is very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to pay your actors catering, you know, production stuff is very expensive. Occupational and safety and health. There are more lawyers in the world all than that chickens. stuff's got to be ticked off. So, um, you know, it can cost half a million dollars to make a yeah. pretty good film. It's not like, you know... Wow. I mean, in Hollywood, you're talking tens of millions, but, you know, here, a, you know, a decent budget is 500 to a million. So, wow. Um, but, you know, having said that, there's a film in the program called Skin Deep that was probably made for 50000 and it's really good. Still a lot of cash you've got to find somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, they just, you know, avoided underwater you know, shoots and you know, <laughs> the difficult parachuting and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Uh, we have got Lisa Daniel in the studio with us, and coming up soon, we're going to talk about her top picks for the for the festival, and to encourage you to go out and get your tickets. Absolutely, everybody. With me in the studio, we've got the gorgeous Lana Wolf. Hello, Zoe, and the brilliant Lisa Daniel from MQFF. Don't I get gorgeous? Are I'll you? take brilliant. No, yeah. I'll take that. Brilliant. I'll take that. Yep, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I can't believe what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Style of You're substance. making me feel yep. like I've been zipped now. You've downgraded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, form and content, form and content. Hey, we've got so many things that are coming up. We're not going to be able to cover everything in the um, community notice board. Uh, people, just to give you a heads up if you're waiting for your community notice board. However, I would suggest that you go to weekendnotes.com.au. Um, there's a whole heap of free stuff. Stuff, including uh, films down in South Bank, free of charge on a Tuesday, and a couple of other bits and pieces. Yeah, Chinese New Year Festival. There's heaps at of Chinese New Year stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. During the, the Queer Film Festival, actually, there is, I think it's it's Thai, there's the Thai Festival. Yeah, in Fed Square. It's always. It's, it's usually it's, on the Saturday. I think it's on the second Saturday, Saturday I think. And yeah. it's awesome because we, we rush out and watch the drumming and the and great know, food. food and, <laughs> and there used to be the Antipodes, uh, the Greek Festival during ours, but I think that's changed dates now. Right. There's always something going on in Melbourne. Oh. If you are bored in Melbourne, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Because there's always something going yeah. on. Only, only boring people are bored. My yes, I think so. I've yeah. never been bored in my life. 
Too much to do. Don't know what that means. So speaking of not being bored, if you have not been to a queer film festival, then you must hand in your card. Um, and if you if you would like to, you know, remain basically within the queer family, then it, now's your opportunity to buy a ticket to get to the <laughs> MQFF. Of course, you can go meet friends after work. They're not just on the weekend. Um, you can meet friends after work, have a cheap and cheerful bite to eat, and then go to a film, be in bed by... 10, 10.30, normal school night. Actually, I'm just remembering you do weird things like uh, dating stuff. Yeah, we've, oh, got yeah, a couple yeah. Of speed, we've got a couple of speed datings this year. Yeah. We've, got a, uh, we've got a new lesbian uh, social night called It's a Girl Thing. Oh, what's so, going on there? Well, it's just going to be, uh, so with your ticket price, so if you go and see the Foxy Merkins or Girl Trash. <laughs> the Foxy Merkins, I, I love it. Do you remember Codependent Lesbian Space Alien Seek Saint? Yeah, yeah. It's her next film. Oh, fantastic. So, got so go if that. you go and see that or Girl Trash, take your ticket into the studio as part of Acme and yeah. you get free entry into our, basically, a, a girls' night. We're going to have DJs, music. Fantastic. You get a drink at the door. Um, Great. When, when's that happening? Oh, do I, I can't remember. Oh, is, it, um, is it during the week or is it yes. the week? Oh, fabulous. Yes, during the week. Uh, first Saturday. First Saturday. Is it first Saturday? Oh. Yeah, first Saturday of the festival. Oh, yes. great. Know that. So not even a school night. Yes. Excellent. So if you look up Foxy Merkins or Girl yeah. Trash, the information is on that page. So you just have to take your ticket to the studio, the Acme studio, and you get in. So limited amount of people. I think we can fit about 150 or something okay. in there. So first in, best dressed. Or you could go and see the film first and then go to the, go to the, uh, the It's a Girl yeah. Thing. Or you could go to It's a Girl Thing first and go to the film. But, I don't, you know, if you're getting drinks. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going till about sort of midnight, 1 a.m. So wow. we're trying to get the girls out. Yeah, great idea. Leave the cat on the couch and come in. Yeah. Yeah, just for the so one Saturday. Just, you know, one Saturday. It's Saturday. You can sleep in on Sunday morning. Yeah. Just your kids. But, you know, we've got to walk the dogs or something. Yeah. Well, you're only going to be back on the Sunday anyway. Yeah, that's so, right. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll be back on the Sunday for Violette, which is a fantastic lesbian film. Yeah. Sunday night, yeah. And, and I would strongly encourage taking the uh, Monday off, people. If, you, if you're looking <laughs> at planning your holiday structure at the moment, take the Monday off. Let yourself have the weekend. Really, this comes around yep. once a year. Yes. So what are some of your your hits for the week, for, for the film festival? I've already mentioned the Foxy Merkins. Yeah, so definitely. Yes. That's I've, a must. I've mentioned uh, Anita's Last Charter. Yep. There's a fantastic lesbian documentary called States of Grace which is about a woman who, very, very smart woman, a scientist, who had a terrible accident and is recovering from, you know, life-threatening injuries. So inspiring. Uh, her and her partner and their young daughter. Right. Uh, An Honest Liar, which is about the... You remember the ma- uh, magician James Randi? Yes. He actually came out when he was 82. And uh, it's about him and his wow. uh, very long-time boyfriend, Jose, and some immigration issues. There's a fantastic documentary called Limited Partnership about an Australian guy and his American boyfriend that went through 40 years of immigration hassles. Uh, just 40 years. Yep. Wow. Inspiring stuff. So have a look at the Jocko program. There's some really good stuff going on. Of course, opening night, uh, the way he looks. Uh, again, disability theme. There's quite a few of those about a, a young blind guy who's you know sort of navigating, coming out to his family, navigating literally in the world, being yeah. blind and falling in love with his best friend. So, And uh, closing night, I feel like Disco, which is a really fun German film, which I don't often say together, uh, <laughs> about a young guy who just loves his disco and his father's a real grump and it's just a really fun. There's lots of great disco music and perfect yeah. way to end the festival. And Short and Burly will be back. Yeah, Short and Burly, year. Short and Girly, Sex Drives and Videotape. There's 17 shorts packages all together. Femme Fatalities. Wow. Uh, I think there's three, two trans packages. There's a couple of doco pack- packages. Right. One that I just wanted to include, there were so many great stories sort of 
biographical story, so I just called it personal stories. <laughs> Running out of imagination, but really good stories. There was one about a fantastic trans woman called uh, Patty, who's a, who's a truck driver in America and drives long haul, huge trucks across America, and uh, you know used to be known as Brian or something, and is now Patty. And just how the other truckers have just you know taken yeah. to it, and you know, fantastic story. There's a story of a woman in uh, the Pilbara in Western Australia who yeah. same sort of thing, same yeah. sort of thing. Well, there's a, a doco concept. somewhere. Yeah, well, yep. no, there isn't a doco, but there should, there should be. be. That's what I'm saying. There um, should be a doco. Yeah. So just a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, when I was putting the program together, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I hope people are going to see that. Oh, that's great too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty hard. So how can, if people aren't sure that you have different packages that people can actually yeah. go and, you know, go online, obviously, to nqff.org.au. Yeah. yeah, and also jump on the Facebook page because we actually oh, put packages yeah. together like, you know, uh, youth-focused or if you like sport, these films are about sport or, you know, my personal favourites or Lazy Lesbians, which we used to do this Lazy, lazy Lesbians past and Lazy Buggers and, yeah. you know, trans packages that you might want to see, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it takes um, the thinking out, basically. If it's yeah, all so, a bit confusing, yes, you can just I know, we have very short attention spans. Yeah. <laughs> so either download the app, so go to the uh, app store and download MQFF, uh, Melbourne Queer Film Festival, yep. and you can buy tickets through that and all of the descriptions are there, or mqff.com.au. So easy. Easy. Yeah. And if you're under 30, for goodness sake, grab some friends. Yes, please Come do. along. And We've got four great shorts packages, only eight fifty to get in, so oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. I know we've got to go back to the salt, salt mines. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we look forward to, um, to celebrating with you. Thank you. And thank you so much for, for all your amazing work over the last 17 years. I know thank that you very much. we all really, really appreciate it. Cheers. It's been fun. Check, Check out our, our website, joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.